Welcome back, Matador pregame. Uh, Dave Serrano joins us ahead of the opener against CSU Bakersfield. Uh, three games coming up this weekend. Road trip coach, seven games, five and two, and your pitching kind of found its rhythm over those seven games. Yeah, I needed to. You know, uh, coming off the Santa Barbara and then the, the USC game, uh, it wasn't real good. Uh, it was not something to be proud of. Uh, and I think they've done a fabulous job of, of committing to throwing strikes. That's where it starts, being very competitive. We've gotten some tremendous starts out of guys where they've taken us into the fifth, sixth inning, uh, let alone the side, the side of, of Gutierrez's start on Saturday. But I'm going to tell you what the, the guys coming out of the bullpen, whether it's been Blake Sauterston, Xavier Martinez, uh, Blake Shriver, Chad Wilson, they've done a fabulous job of following up uh, with what the starters have done. And, and, you know, good pitching and, and, and good defense leads to wins, and, and I'm a firm believer of that. I'll always believe that, and that's what we're doing right now because we've scuffled offensively. If you look at our numbers over the last seven games, we're hitting like 245, 240 as a team, but we're pitching at a clip that it's hard not to be in the games. And it's been timeliness. I want to talk to you, and I love talking about players with you, Coach, because you have such a circumspect kind of approach to each player. It's about the curious case of Kevin Fitzer. So here's a guy who you knew how good he was at the high school level, and then he was hurt last year. What earned him the opportunity this year? And I know the numbers aren't out of the box, but the fact that he's in there taking quality at bats like you like, uh, taking a great approach, that you can see that fairly readily. Well, it's, it's easy, and I know players don't, don't see this, don't realize this, is that we watch everything. So when Kevin Fitz is taking batting practice, we're taking notes. And there was a stretch there before he got his name in there that he was barreling a lot of balls. And I know it's batting practice, and I know it's easy to be good in batting practice, but he was, he was different. Uh, that's what made our decision Sunday to pinch hit Gabe Gonzalez. He had been scuffling. He's been scuffling. He took a great BP. And I said to Coach Cornejo, I believe he's back on it again. He's, his swing was back. And so it was at practice where they got noticed. And a lot of kids don't understand that. They think sometimes when they're not playing that they're not being watched. We take pride in watching everything. And it's just it's what he was doing on the side. Uh, Kevin was slowed when he returned. You know, he, he had a knee injury and his mobility wasn't great. But gosh, watching him run the bases now, especially in the Riverside game where he hit that triple, his legs back to 100%. His speed is back close to where it once was. And he's swinging the bat. And we're kind of, he's a tough guy to keep out of the lineup, to be honest with you, right now. Uh, he had a great week of practice. Um, but we also recognize that when this team is rolling offensively, Gabe Gonzalez is like that Pac-Man just gobbling up RBIs. So for us to finish strong, we think Gabe needs to be in there. We just got to keep finding opportunities for Kevin to, to get in that lineup, get on the field, and help this team too. Talking about finishing strong, it's an interesting quirk, and we've talked about it. I know you don't want to get into it too much because there's reasons behind it, but of your first 37 games, you only played a dozen at home. Now, down the stretch, I think it's 9-8. Nine, nine home games to eight road games. Your one big road trip is out to Hawaii, so I know you'll enjoy that one. Um, now, as I mentioned, there are reasons behind that. Is it an advantage down the stretch, because you guys need to play well, is it an advantage to be at home for those, those nine games? I think it's an advantage because what's so important to me also is the academic side of things for our players. And so it, it'll slow their lives down a little bit. we got finals coming up on the horizon. Um, it'll be good to be in their own beds each night. Um, so I think it's, it's good as, as we get more fatigued as a team and every team's getting more fatigued as the season's winding down, it's good that the, we don't have the travel to deal with a lot too. So I'm looking at it as a positive thing. We get to play at home and, and hopefully take care of a lot of business over the last 17 games. And Coach, I, I want to get into this with you. I know you, you call on maybe some of your Baseball America experience. 
you have, there's a lot of baseball to be played, but right now, looking like the Big West, probably a one-bid league. There are reasons behind that, obviously, in terms of how what you're able to schedule, what you're able to do because of some restrictions. Um, obviously, you want to play well at the end. Is it just you play, run through the line, as they say, and then the chips fall where they may? Well, you know, I, I don't like looking ahead. Okay. I, I do look ahead, though. I don't like doing it, but I was looking. You know, we've got 17 on the slate, and I've shared with people close close to me that if we can run a 13-4 and or 14-3 and run at the end, which we're very capable of if we play good baseball and we keep pitching like we are, um, it would be hard for them to turn away from us. I totally agree with you about the Big West. I have been in. I've I've been an advocate to every coach we've played that don't do it for me. But in the best interest of this conference, they need to get a conference tournament. They have to get a conference tournament. I think it's what is needed in the future of this. If there's athletic directors out there listening, you need to hear me loud and clear. We need a a, a Big West a conference tournament because this league isn't dominated anymore by one or two teams like it was back in the 90s and in the early 2000s. It's a six or seven team race now. And anybody, there's a lot of teams will get hot down the stretch, and I think you're punishing them because, unfortunately, our RPI is not good as a conference. I take a lot of, um, uh, I feel confident that I've tried to schedule the best schedule I can, so our, our we didn't affect the RPI. Um, but there's teams that have affected the RPI, and it hurts us as a whole. And there's good baseball played in the Big West, and I, I think it's a shame that it only is looked upon as a one-team conference. But I get it in the big picture, and that's why I believe going forward, this conference is a must to have a Big West tournament. And then last thing for you, it's finally official. We can talk about it. I don't have to hold my breath anymore. Uh, your successor has been named. It is the Harupa Valley High School Hall of Famer, Eddie Cornejo. He also played at Oklahoma, but, you know, I got the England Empire connection. Uh, I know that you were an advocate for him to be the next guy. Uh, give, me, give me your thoughts on finally now that it's official. I am very proud. Uh, you know, I haven't been very instrumental in Eddie's career. Uh, I've been with him for, for almost three years now. I have the utmost respect for him. I have the utmost confidence in him that uh, I'm, I will proudly walk away knowing that this program is in great hands. That was very important to me. Um, uh, I started something that I won't be able to finish and see the, the end, um, what the ending looks like, but I believe that Eddie will take this program and continue to climb. I see it already. I see what is on the horizon. I just look at the pitching staff and know what will be coming back next year, and it's, a, it's the best foundation we've had in three years here. It's as good as the foundation as I left since I left the Fullerton program with a great foundation on the mound. So that's where the building starts. It's a man in leadership that is diligent about everything he does. He's a tireless recruiter. He's a tireless worker. And I don't think the school could have made any better decision in, in, in giving the job to Coach Man, Last thing, I want because I know you, I know you feel you're so fond about this this gentleman. That helps. Now Elliot Surrey. A lot of people may not know. They see his name on the website. Give me a quick quote on Elliot Surrey because he's not going to really be running the pitching. Correct. I'll give you one word. Rock star. Okay. Um, <laughs> I compare him only to um, another young man that I had around for one year when I was at Fullerton, and his name is Kirk Sarlos. Okay. And uh, when I brought Kirk to be a student assistant, I told him, you would be uh, probably a student assistant for one year, and you'll be a paid guy from there on out. Well, he was a paid guy for a couple years as assistant, or a few years, has had a lot of success, and now uh, he's leading a, a, a powerful program at TCU. I believe Elliot's on that same track. Another guy that is smart beyond his years, has a feel for people and for the game. And, I'm, again, another guy that is well-deserving. And I'm very proud that he'll be taking over this pitching staff. All right, Coach, thanks. Thank you. That's Dave Serrano back after this.